Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Breath, wind, air, oxygen, life. We cannot live without breath in our lungs. In fact, a baby is not alive in the world until there is first breath in their lungs. It is such a glorious sound when a child cries out for the first time, confirming to everyone around that they have their own air outside of the womb to do so. The other end of life, the mark of death is a lack of breath. So goes the air in our lungs, so goes our life. In our first lesson for this week, we have this somewhat freaky vision shared by the prophet Ezekiel. And the vision he has brought out to a place overlooking a valley of dead and dry bones. These bones are so dry that they do not even have any marrow left in them. Not only were they an image of the death of a people, they were also a vision of a people whose life had left them long before. These bones form an image of hope far gone, life lost years earlier, and despair that is all too present. The Valley of Bones forms a vision that is anything but pleasant and good. Nevertheless, the Lord commanded Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones and say, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. To the bones that were dried out in the valley of despair, Ezekiel was commanded to prophesy a word of new life. They were not to be bones any longer. They were to regain their flesh, their blood, and most importantly, they would regain their breath. Like newborn babies, these bones would come together once again and be able to cry out anew. for all the world to hear. And the world would rejoice in their shrieks and their cries, for it would mean that these bones would no longer be dead and dried out, but alive and whole. The breath breath of life would be in their lungs once again. Sure enough, Ezekiel prophesied to the bones and what the Lord said would happen happened, though not all at once. Our text says that Ezekiel prophesied as he he was commanded. And there came a noise, a rattling, and bones came together, bone to its bone. And there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. In a wild show of divine wonder, these bones began to rattle from the ground, somehow float together, and then were covered with sinews, muscles, and skin. The bones became bodies. 
but these bodies still do not live. It was only when Ezekiel prophesied to the four winds that the breath be restored to these bodies, and the winds of the earth swept into their lungs, that these bodies did indeed live again. They were no longer bones, but flesh. Yet flesh is not enough for human life. It was only when their breath returned that the chosen people of God became a multitude of the living once again. Their breath restored them to life. The breath of life is a wonderful thing. Life seems just a little bit better when the air is crisp and fresh. When the air is polluted and dirty, it is as though life gets polluted and dirty too. In many instances, the quality of our air marks the quality of our lives. This experience of reality goes back to the very beginning. In Genesis, after God spoke light and darkness into existence, the Bible tells us that the spirit or the breath or the wind of God moved over the face of the waters. The breath of God not only brought life into the valley of dead bones in Ezekiel's vision, the breath of God also gave life to all that exists in this world. The breath of life is a wonderful thing indeed. In my lifetime, I would say that I have known the wondrous life-giving power of breath as much from its absence as from its presence. While there have been moments when I have felt my life invigorated by a fresh mountain breeze, or by the scent of salt water coming off the ocean, or the smell of spring emanating from budding life all around me, experiences of losing my breath have had the greatest impact for how I understand its importance. From the earliest years that I can remember, until I was about eight, I would develop a croup cough every winter. I suppose this is common enough, but what is distinct in my situation is that my throat would tighten up and narrow. And uh, so I could not take full breaths any longer. For those weeks that the cough would settle in my throat, I would perpetually be gasping for air, longing for fuller breath than I could ever draw in. For days and days every winter, I was always short of breath, always short of life. Long before there were COVID-19 ventilators and cold rooms, there was me alone in oxygen tents and hospital rooms across Minnesota and Iowa. Fortunately, these experiences of losing my breath would only happen for days and not months before I could breathe again and make it through the rest of winter. Unfortunately, the event of losing my breath happened with such perennial regularity that it almost felt like signing up for school every year or losing my baby teeth. It was just something that was expected to happen to me. Try as I may, year after year, my lungs would never be full. And I would always be left gasping for more air, more life. They would always evade me. 
Note moments. Ezekiel's vision would be made clear again and again. Otherwise, I was healthy. My flesh and my bones remained intact. I did not have any bleeding issues or other health struggles. I was imperiled solely because I could not breathe well. And as became apparent every year, I could not live well without that breath of life. Living and breathing go hand in hand, and it is difficult for one to live well if he cannot breathe well. The good news for us from Ezekiel's vision is that the breath of life that sustained the people did return from the four corners of the earth. Not only was their flesh restored, breath was returned to their bodies as well. The people who had been reduced to a pile of bones could now stand, could now breathe, and could now even sing to tell about what the Lord God had done for them. No longer were they reduced to death and despair. They could now rise again. No longer were they simply beaten down and forgotten. They could now shout out defiantly again that the Lord was on their side. No longer were they like a young boy stuck in a hospital oxygen tent. For they were free to live life to the fullest once again. All of this was accomplished through the breath of life that sustains the whole of creation. From the beginning to the end. As long as life endures. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.